It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Hey, Dustin Hawkinsmith here from Penn Live with a look back at Penn State's 24-10 loss to number 21 Arkansas in the Outback Bowl. We're looking at this from a 2022 perspective and what happened in that game that can impact how things proceed with the Penn State program going forward. This Blue White Breakdown brought to you by Penn State Health. And we're focusing on the Nittany Lions offense in this segment with four takeaways for 2022 from the Outback Bowl. First and foremost, looking at the play of Sean Clifford, Penn State's quarterback, probably not good enough. Certainly wasn't good enough in this game, but I think every Penn State fan was watching this to see how far this Penn State offense could go with Sean Clifford under center now that he had made the decision to be back for a sixth year in 2022. Unfortunately, time to heal, time to rest up, time to try to adjust and find a rhythm between the end of the regular season and the bowl game. Didn't make a whole lot of difference. He was 14 out of 32 in this game. 195 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Some really bad misses in the passing game. And I think didn't offer just a lot of hope in 2022. Uh, He did choose to return. Um, It wouldn't be a, a big surprise given what Penn State's bringing in if Sean Clifford were to not finish the season as Penn State's starting quarterback. That's a, a, a long way between now and then, but it's worth considering, worth looking at. Uh, also worth saying that Arkansas's defense had good players from front to back. This was not a bad SEC defense. They had given up some points before. Uh, Penn State's lack of balance, their inability to control the line of scrimmage, were themes throughout the 2021 season, and they were themes again in the 2022 Outback Bowl. James Franklin has been incredibly loyal to Sean Clifford and I think has understood some of the challenge he's been facing with multiple offensive coordinators over the years, Um, an offensive line that hasn't really consistently blocked for him, hasn't consistently opened up holes in the running game. And it's going to be hard for any quarterback to make the most of that situation. But all that uh, being said, Sean Clifford did not look good in the Outback Bowl, and that's something that has to be addressed between now and the start of next season. Uh, chances are he's going to be Penn State's best option coming out of training camp. He he will be in his fourth season as a starter at that point in time. That game experience is going to be hard to replace. They've got a kid in Christian Veyu, who is a true freshman this year, will be a redshirt freshman next year. Two big-time freshmen coming in and Drew Aller and Bo Perbola in the 2022 recruiting class. How likely are they to be ready for that Big Ten challenge, any of the three, by the time the 2022 season kicks off? Uh, If Sean Clifford doesn't make strides between now and then, you could see one of these freshman quarterbacks. The smart money might be on Drew Aller, the five-star who's one of the best players in the nation in 2022, to at some point 
unseat Sean Clifford as a starting quarterback, but I do know the sentiment out there on social media was probably pretty representative of a lot of Penn State fans is just frustration about the way this offense performed in the Outback Bowl, specifically looking at Sean Clifford. Staying in the backfield, um, Kevon Lee and Noah Kane, I don't think got enough chances in this game. It's something they have to look at. You know, the whole ground game needs a very, very close uh, look uh, for the 2022 season, whether that's the players that they have, the approach in the run game, the blocking up front, or some combination of all of it. Nobody would argue that this wasn't a good enough effort on the ground for Penn State. But in this game, Kevon Lee and Noah Kane combined nine carries between them for 63 yards. Kevon Lee showed some serious juice early in this game, and that included a 25-yard run where he broke free down the left sideline. Uh, Noah Kane looked fresher and quicker in this game than he did really all season long. He was coming off um, a, a leg injury from 2020. Uh, hadn't really looked like himself. Hadn't had a lot of spring in his step. I thought he looked like he was a, a little quicker in this game. But Penn State ultimately fell in love with the passing game, and they drifted away from the run game, uh, including uh, giving up on Kevon Lee, who had that burst of success early. We didn't see a whole lot of him um, the rest of the way, and I'm not really sure why that was, but uh, maybe Penn State felt like they needed to, to attack this Arkansas defense through the air. Maybe the fact that Penn State benefited from a couple big-time breakdowns on the back end of the Arkansas defense they fell in love with that and kept attacking um, through the air. Just wasn't enough in this game. Penn State finishes the 2021 season with zero 100-yard rushers in 13 games. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought the coaching staff would be prideful of that and, and be working on that in this game against Arkansas. I thought you'd see some progress uh, in the play up front. I thought you'd see some progress with the running backs. But uh, none of it came together and the game flow didn't happen for the Penn State offense. So 0 for 13 with 100-yard rushers. Uh, and, and again, a big question mark going into next season too, both in terms of the running back depth chart, which does get a, a little bit of a boost with the arrival of Nick Singleton, who's a five-star by 24-7 Sports, and Katron Allen from IMG Academy, who's a four-star. There's some big-time punch coming in in the backfield. The question is, will the offensive line grow and evolve and start opening up more running lanes for whoever the running back is in 2022. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Circling back to the passing game, this was obviously a big game for Parker Washington. No Jahan Dotson who opted out to prepare for the NFL draft. So Parker Washington rises to the role of number one wide receiver. It's a role that most of us expect him to play next season. Uh, and I, I think from the Outback Bowl, judging from there, the uh, the de- debut was a promising one for Washington as the wide receiver won. Seven catches, 82 yards in this one, had a long of 42. Also made an unbelievable one-handed catch on a high throw from Sean Clifford. Kind of an unforced error from Clifford on that play, but uh, Parker Washington showed his ball skills there. And from my vantage point, the way that they use Parker Washington and the way they will want to use him Kind of looks like how they wanted to use Jahan Dotson for most of this season, where they were using him on all levels. 
when push came to shove, they were trying to force the ball to him. They were trying to make sure that he got his hands on the ball as often as they possibly could. That included short passes, some screens. You could see jet sweeps and and end around type stuff. Whatever's going to get the ball in Parker Washington's hands, Penn State tried to do it in the outback bowl. I think they're going to continue down that road when the 2022 season kicks off. And he looks very well equipped to handle that. Uh, neither he nor Dotson are huge players. They're both under six feet tall. Parker Washington listed at 5'10", uh, about 200, 205 pounds. Uh, got the power, strength, and balance of a running back when the ball is in his hands. And so that short stuff has a chance to really pay off, Short whether that's slants or, or some of the other um, short passing plays or run plays. Uh, also has incredible ball skills, which it came out on the on the game broadcast that um, Taylor Stubblefield, Penn State's wide receivers coach, said that that was his premium tool was ball skills down the field. You don't really expect it from a guy who's not six feet tall, but you didn't expect it from Jahan Dotson either. Parker Washington has some of the same uh, attributes to his game as Jahan Dotson. A little different player. I think he can be even better after the catch than Jahan Dotson was. Uh, Washington looks like a very worthy headliner for the 2022 wide receiver room. Keandre Lambert-Smith had a nice day in the Outback Bowl. Uh, Mitchell Tinsley comes in from Western Kentucky, had a monster year with over 1,400 yards there. Some high expectations that he can be. uh, I don't know if he's challenging Parker Washington for the the number one job. Maybe he does. But he's certainly challenging Keandre Lambert-Smith for the number three uh, a guy like Malik Mega for the number uh, for the number three job, uh, Kendra Lambert Smith for the number two, I should say. Uh, you can also keep an eye on Caden Saunders, who's coming in in the 2022 recruiting class. He'll be he'll be in uh, on campus in January, and some true freshmen from this past season, Liam Clifford and Harrison Wallace. You've got a lot of makings here of a good wide receivers room, and I think for the better part of two or three years. You've been searching for depth as much as anything. Jahan Dotson, for two years, ascended into the number one job seamlessly, became a potential first-round pick out of it. Parker Washington has been very, very productive in a number two role, including as a true freshman uh, last year. Now as a sophomore, it looks like he's ready to make that jump. So you've got a nice-looking group here. Beyond Parker Washington, I'm not sure how the rest of it shakes out. Should be a good competition, and I think that's part of what Penn State wanted here is to get a competition where everybody's fighting for their spot on the depth chart. I think that's exactly what's going to happen next summer. Uh, last but not least, Penn State's offensive line wasn't uh, in peak form. You saw Rashid Walker, who uh, was on crutches at the start of Outback Bowl Week, did not play in this game. Now he's off to the NFL. He officially declared for the draft. No big surprise there. Olu Fushanu um, got a start there at left tackle in his place's first career start. Rashid Walker had said a lot of good things about Fushanu earlier in the season, said that he looked like he was equipped to be a very, very good tackle in his own right. So when he played in place of Walker against Arkansas, I believe he was credited, according to Pro Football Focus, with no hurries, uh, no sacks, no real breakdowns on the left side of that offensive line. Uh, He flashed tools. He's a long kid at six feet, uh, six foot six, and three hundred thirteen pounds. Moves very, very well for that frame. Has quick feet. Looked like he had that raw ability to mirror opposing pass rushers in pass protection. So uh, the former three star from Maryland looked very, very promising. And uh, I think, you know, as much as anything, to close the two thousand twenty one season with just a little bit of upside, a little bit of reason to be encouraged about the offensive line in two thousand twenty two, is good for everybody. 
Um, the way that the offensive line is built now, it doesn't look like anybody could really threaten Olufoshanu for the, for the starting job if he continues to perform like this in practice and continues to compete at this level. Um, you should see him as your opening day left tackle. But it's worth saying that Penn State has to look at every single thing they do on the offensive line. The coaching of Phil Troutwine, the performance of each individual, how these guys work together um, to, to try to become you know a unit that's greater than the sum of its individual parts. We haven't really seen that over the past few years. It's something that uh, has bogged down Penn State for a lot of James Franklin's tenure here. But you do have a, an exciting young kid who, who played very, very well in the Outback Bowl in Olufoshano. Yeah, Landon Tengwall emerged late in the year as somebody that it looks like you can build around. Juice Scruggs got to start at center in the Outback Bowl. I think that's a better position for him and probably ends up being an upgrade over Mike Miranda. So you have a few pieces coming together here, but I do think that Penn State could ultimately explore the transfer portal, uh, bring in another piece or two, and try to shore up this unit once and for all, it'd be something that could help the, the Penn State run game, help keep the quarterback upright, and help this offense reach its potential, which it certainly did not in 2021. Thanks for tuning in to the Blue White Breakdown. It's part of our final look back at the 2021 season. Be sure to stay tuned to PennLive.com and the Blue White Breakdown as we shift into off-season mode here in the next few weeks. We'll keep an eye on the transfer portal, any more pending moves when it comes to Penn State's roster or guys they're trying to bring in. And we'll dive into recruiting with the second National Signing Day coming up in February. We'll see you next time on the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey.